48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, officials to scrap plans to build a new MTR line in East Kowloon, but an elevated transit system is being considered instead. The Hang Seng Index hits lows not seen in more than a decade, and the mainland's GDP grows at a more than expected 3.9%. Transport Minister Lam Sai Hong says officials will scrap plans to build a new MTR line in East Kowloon and will instead look at the option of an elevated trackless rapid transit system to serve Samaoping, Choi Wan and Shuntin. Officials had put forward plans for an East Kowloon MTR line in 2014, but the project was not mentioned in the Chief Executive's policy address last week. Speaking to reporters after an RTHK radio programme, Mr Lam said it wasn't possible to build so many underground stations. Because when we explore further, we find that the rates, the railway climbs, there has to be a limit. And this will result in a very deep stations and that will become very costly. That is why we explore an alternative. We call it the elevated trackless rapid transit system to replace the original heavy rail system. Hong Kong stocks plunged about 5% this morning with tech firms among the worst hit. A short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was about 15,400, 13-year low. The National Bureau of Statistics says the men's economy grew 3.9% year-on-year in the third quarter. The data, published six days later than scheduled, showed higher growth than the 2.5% predicted by a panel of experts surveyed by AFP. The prices of new homes on the mainland fell for the second straight month as its property sector grapples with a mortgage boycott. Mike Weeks has more. New home prices in September fell a fifth of a percent month-on-month after a 0.3% drop in August. On a yearly basis, this translates to a fall of 1.5%, the fastest pace since August 2015, following a 1.3% decline the month before. Out of the 70 cities surveyed by the National Bureau of Statistics, 54 reported price falls last month, up from 50 in August. The mainland's property sector has faced headwinds since the clampdown on borrowing led to developers defaulting on bond payments. This resulted in some home buyers refusing to make mortgage payments on stalled projects. The mainland has rolled out policies to revive the sector, including relaxing mortgage rates and refunding individual income tax for some home buyers. A professor of politics and international relations says China's new leadership lineup signals a consistency in policy direction. Joseph Gregory Mani from East China Normal University in Shanghai told RTHK that President Xi Jinping had assembled a team that was familiar with the main population centres, and this could be used to drive economic growth. People who uh, are, are coming in, um, they have, uh, in one form or another, uh, had some major experience leading uh, major cities. Um, and uh, again, this, this uh, appears to indicate, uh, at least uh, to some of the people that I've spoken to, um, uh, pulling together a very strong domestic, uh, uh, international economic team uh, that's really able to move uh, the major cities as the, the focal points of economic development in, in the upcoming recovery period. A microbiologist has called on the government to list melioidosis or Whitmore's disease as a statutory notifiable infectious disease. Ho Pak Leung from the University of Hong Kong said the government may not be aware of mild cases in districts other than Sam Po, where a cluster has emerged. 
The bacterial, bacterial tropical disease can be fatal, with the bacteria usually living in mud or water. Meanwhile, infectious disease expert Leung Chi Chu said chronically ill workers at a construction site in Pak Teen Estate should get tested, although residents in the area do not need to. It would be like finding a needle in a haystack, because when you don't even know the level of exposure at the construction site where the bacteria was found, testing the whole district would not be practical. Police say a man has died after the coach he was driving hit the barriers near Pak Sawan on Hiram's Highway this morning. The vehicle had been heading towards Sai Kung. Police said they received a report about the accident just after 7am and that the driver had been evacuated with head injuries to Chengkwano Hospital, where he was later declared dead. Police said there didn't appear to be any other injuries, although details were preliminary at this stage. South Korea's military fired warning shots at a North Korean ship early this morning near the maritime border between the two Koreas. Otis Wong has more. South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff said a North Korean merchant vessel had crossed what is known as the Northern Limit Line at about 20 minutes to 4 in the morning, but that it retreated northwards after the South Korean Navy fired warning shots. Pyongyang's Korean People's Army claimed a South Korean military vessel had invaded the de facto border a few minutes later and that the KPA had fired 10 warning rounds from its west coast. The exchange of fire comes on the same day that the U.S. is to hold three-way talks with Japan and South Korea in Tokyo. Korean Airlines plane with 173 people on board overshot the runway when landing in poor weather at Cebu Airport in the Philippines. The airline said there were no injuries and all passengers had been evacuated safely. The aircraft had flown into Cebu from the South Korean capital Seoul. After two unsuccessful attempts to land in challenging weather conditions, it overran the runway on the third attempt. Former British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has abandoned his attempt to replace Liz Truss. In a statement, Mr Johnson said that, although he had enough support to run in the Conservative Party leadership race, he had concluded now was not the moment to run. With more, here's the BBC's Damien Grammaticus. He simply did not have enough of his own MPs in the Conservative Party backing him. The BBC's tally of publicly declared support had put him on about 55. He needed 100 to officially be able to enter the race. But even if he had reached that 100, it seems very clear that Rishi Sunak, his big rival, was far out ahead, more than 140, now more than 150 MPs supporting him. And the problem Boris Johnson would have had is even if he'd been able to go through, he would face a situation where the majority of his MPs in Parliament had not backed him. He said, you cannot govern effectively unless you have a united party in Parliament. President Zelensky has condemned unsubstantiated claims by Russia's defence minister, Sergei Shoigu, that Kiev was preparing to use a so-called dirty bomb and then tried to blame it on Moscow. In comments directed at President Putin, Mr Zelensky said there was only one man who could use nuclear weapons in that part of Europe, and that was Mr Shoigu's boss. If Russia calls and says that Ukraine is allegedly preparing something, it means only one thing. Russia has already prepared all this. I believe that now the world should react as harshly as possible. Earlier, Mr Shoigu held a flurry of phone calls with his counterparts in the US, Britain, France and Turkey. The call with the US Defence Secretary was the second in three days after months without direct contact. The National Security Council in Washington has called the allegations transparently false. Britain's Defence Secretary said they should not be used as a pretext for further escalation. 
Russian state broadcaster RT has suspended one of its presenters after he said Ukrainian children who saw Russians as occupiers during the Soviet era should have been drowned in rivers or burned alive in their homes. With more, here's the BBC's James Reid. Russian state television has served as a cheerleader for the war in Ukraine. Presenters routinely dismiss evidence of atrocities and call for a more aggressive military approach. Now it appears that there is a limit to how far they can go. On a show last week, Anton Krasovsky said Ukrainian children who opposed Russian occupation should be drowned in rivers or burned alive in their homes. He was talking about the Soviet era, but the contemporary relevance was obvious. He also joked about Russian soldiers raping Ukrainian grandmothers. Announcing his suspension, RT's editor-in-chief, Margarita Simonyan, condemned the comments as wild and disgusting. The President of South Africa has said he will overhaul the country's anti-corruption measures following a commission's investigation into abuses under his predecessor. The commission's recommendations include the criminal prosecution of key individuals and the establishment of an anti-corruption body. Cyril Ramaphosa said corruption was robbing South Africa of its future. The corruption that was perpetrated in our country is a crime against the people of South Africa. Corruption is a betrayal of our democracy and it is also an assault on the institutions that we established together to advance the values of our constitution and the interests of our people. Inquiry found that the former president, Jacob Zuma, had allowed three close businesses, business associates to plunder state resources and influence government policy. At least nine people are confirmed dead following a jihadist assault on a hotel in southern Somalia. Nearly 50 are injured, with authorities warning that the death toll may rise. Three attackers were killed by the security forces after they rampaged through the hotel in Kismayo, shooting people at random. Fourth died when he blew up his car at the entrance to the hotel. The Al-Qaeda-linked Al-Shabaab militant group has said it carried out the attack. Salman Rushdie's agent says the author has lost his sight in one eye and the use of one hand after the brutal attack he suffered in August as he began a lecture in New York State. Andrew Wally described his wounds as profound. BBC's Robin Brandt has this report. The scale and impact of the wounds suffered by Salman Rushdie during the attack were revealed by Andrew Wiley in an interview with the Spanish newspaper El País. He said Sir Salman had three serious wounds in his neck. He confirmed he can no longer see from one eye and one hand is incapacitated because the nerves in the arm were cut. He said the author had about 15 other wounds in his chest and torso. It's not known if he's still being treated in hospital. A 75-year-old received a death fatwa from Iran's Ayatollah Khomeini in 1989 over his novel The Satanic Verses. Sport and Hong Kong Siobhan Hockey capped a brilliant campaign at the FINA Swimming World Cup by claiming a third gold in Berlin. The two-time Olympic medalist won the women's 100-metre freestyle on the final day of competition. She clocked 51.59 seconds to beat Australia's Madison Wilson, with Marit Steenbergen of the Netherlands in third. That made it three goals in three days for Hockey, who also won the 400 and 200 metre freestyle events. She'll join the Hong Kong team in Canada for the second leg of the FINA World Cup, which opens in Toronto on Friday. Baseball, it'll be the Philadelphia Phillies versus the Houston Astros in this year's World Series. The Phillies advance to the Fall Classic for the first time since 2009, 
after finishing off the San Diego Padres in five games in the National League Championship Series. Star outfielder Bryce Harper hit a two-run home run in Game 5 to give his team a come-from-behind 4-3 win. You know, just just that moment. I mean, just being able to do it at home. I didn't want to get back on that flight to San Diego. I just didn't want to get on a five and a half hour flight. You know, I wanted to hang out at home and enjoy this at home with these fans, with this with this organization and this fan base. The Astros pulled off a four game sweep of the New York Yankees in the American League Championship Series, winning game four, six, five. India's cricketers recorded a stunning last ball win over Pakistan at the T20 World Cup in Australia. BBC's Paul Serres has details. A Virat Kohli-inspired India beat Pakistan in an extraordinary finish at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. India scored 16 off the last over to successfully chase 160 with four wickets remaining, with Kohli ending 82 not out of 53 balls. A chaotic final over from Mohammad Nawaz lasted nine deliveries and included the wickets of Hardik Pandya and Dinesh Kartik, but it was the spinners' no balls that really cost Pakistan. Kohli scored six off one of those and was bowled off a Another, but it didn't count as it was a free hit for the batter. Next to football, Newcastle are up to fourth in the English Premier League after a 2-1 win at Spurs. Miguel Almiron's first half goal turned out to be the winner. Is the Newcastle boss, Eddie Howe. Yeah, very pleased. Not, not just with the result, of course, that means the world to us, but the performance. I thought we deserved the win. I thought we were very uh, aggressive and brave with how we... Um, Entered the game, and the players deserve all the credit for how they've uh, how they've played today. Another big stepping stone coming to a ground like this and getting a victory in what you're trying to build. Uh, it feels like we're in a very good place. We've got a lot of momentum, but we know this is the Premier League. We know how difficult it is to continue to win. Um, be consistent with your performances. It takes a lot. You know, the week we've had the the three games with predominantly the same team players deserve a huge amount of credit for the physical effort. We know it doesn't get any easier. So next week we know we have a massive challenge again. Leaders Arsenal dropped points for just the second time this season as they were held to a 1-1 draw by Southampton. Arsenal's lead over Manchester City is down to two points. Fulham beat Leeds 3-2 to go seventh. Aston Villa beat Brentford 4-0. Leicester climbed off the bottom of the table and are out of the relegation zone with a 4-0 win over Wolves. Now the weather, mainly fine, dry in the afternoon, moderate to fresh easterly winds, occasionally strong offshore. The outlook mainly fine and dry this week, windy the next couple of days. Temperatures going to be 27 degrees, humidity 65%. To end the news, the top stories once again. Officials describe plans to build a new MTR line in East Kowloon, but an elevated transit system is being considered instead. The Hang Seng Index hits lows not seen in more than a decade. The men's GDP grows at a more than expected 3.9%. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3. Hello. It echoes in a shallow bay every day. I cannot believe I'm home. Bathing in the shallow pools, animal, everything is wrong. I cannot believe.
Sad Boys Club on Radio 3 and could have been what ifs. 19 minutes past one o'clock from Monday afternoon. We're off to Vietnam to catch up with our bureau chief at large, Neil Runciman, in about five minutes. Join us on Facebook Live as well if you can. (laughs) 